Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni, and this week on Bracket U, Delphi Bracketology brings you basketball arenas that are must-see arenas in a bracket format. We will be going over the top four seeds, if you will, in the West, Midwest, South, and East of the arenas that are currently hosting college basketball. So stick with us after this brief message on about Anchor, and we will be back with some arena bracketology. Okay, we're back now with some arena bracketology. In our last Delphi bracketology meeting, we were sitting around and talking about where the teams were seated, and we realized that it's extremely early in the basketball season, and and then that we were going to break for Christmas break, and we would not be together for two weeks. So the bracketology world at Delphi will be on hold uh, for a couple of weeks. And we started talking about places that we would like to go and watch basketball. And so we decided to look into the famous arenas that we would like to attend. Uh, and we put them into uh, a seed. So here, here we go with arena bracketology. We have selected 16 arenas that we would like to go see. And hopefully this matches up with your wish list as well. Uh, we're going to start out West and the top four seeds in the West, um, starting out with the number four seed in the West is McCarthy Athletic Center at Gonzaga. Not sure this is a building, so to speak, more than a program that we would like to go see. And the fact that most of us at Delphi live in Indiana and would love to go out to Washington, but a good atmosphere, a good program, a good home court advantage for the Zags. And, and we would like to go see uh, a game there. The number three seed uh, out West is the pit in Albuquerque, home of New Mexico hosted the 1983 NCAA championship with the famous NC state buzzer beating dunk where coach Valvano ran crazily across the midcourt. The pit has hosted several uh, rounds of the NCAA tournament opened up in 1966 is called the pit because of its unique design uh, that it's subterranean. It's down below the ground as you walk in and just a place where there has been good college basketball played over the years. Number two out West is Pauley Pavilion simply because of the tradition of UCLA and coach Wooden, uh, a can on campus facility opened in 1966 Interesting that the old men's gym held only 2,400, and as the success of the UCLA basketball program grew, there was need for bigger stadiums, and they moved to other places in Los Angeles and wouldn't really push for an on-site. Um, I grew up watching Notre Dame, UCLA, home and away um, games. DePaul used to go and play UCLA, and those Saturdays on NBC – uh, games were very special to watch. I would love to make a trip out to see a game in Pauley Pavilion. The number one seed in the West uh, from Delphi Bracketology is uh, Allen Fieldhouse, named after Coach Fogg Allen for, at Kansas, opened in 1955. It's said to be one of the loudest stadiums in the country. Personally, I want to hear the chant Rock Chalk live um, I've heard it uh, in tournament settings uh, at the old RCA Dome uh, during the Final Four. Uh, great tradition, great place to watch a game. So to recap the, the West bracket, we have uh, Gonzaga's 
Arena McCarthy Athletic Center as the four seed, the Pitt, the number three seed, and Pauley Pavilion, number two seed, and the number one seed out west would be Allen Fieldhouse. Moving on to the Midwest, the number four seed is the Oklahoma State Cowboys coming in, the Gallagher-Iba Arena. Uh, once known as the rowdiest arena, has been open since 1930, underwent some renovations that doubled capacity uh, about 20, 30 years ago. But the, the stadium just looks nice right on top of everyone, and any place that's known as a rowdy arena would be a great place to go watch basketball. The number three seed in the Midwest is in the Big Ten, Williams Arena, affectionately known as The Barn. Uh, University of Minnesota, uh, home home court. 1928, uh, Williams Arena was opened. Best known for its raised floor, whether you like it or not. It's a little bit dangerous for players flying off the court to save a basketball. But again, an atmosphere which is tough for visiting teams to go play. Well, we would like to attend a game there. Number two is Assembly Hall, opened in 1971. A lot of bias with your host as I'm a graduate of Indiana University, but the unique setup on the sides uh, and, again, the success in the 70s and 80s uh, created um, that stadium. As far as viewing, I'm not sure there's uh, – it's a great stadium for sight lines and, and so forth, but the tradition of uh, Indiana basketball, if you're not an Indiana fan, to come see the, the candy stripes, the, the warm-ups um, – and just the overall tradition, I think, is a must-see place for people visiting the, the Midwest. The number one seed in the Midwest is Hinkle Fieldhouse, home of the Butler Bulldogs, opened in 1928. It is the sixth oldest gym still in use in college basketball in the country. And simply a great place to watch a game. It, it just brings back um, a lot of good memories, a lot of things that um, – were even before my time in the in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Just when you walk in, you sense the tradition of basketball. And obviously, movies have been made, Hoosiers and so forth, based on Hinko Fieldhouse. Anytime uh, there's an opportunity to go see Butler, been to several high school games when Hinko Fieldhouse used to host tournament games, just an outstanding place. And if you're ever in the Indianapolis area during college basketball season, uh, go go get yourself a ticket to Hinkle Fieldhouse. So to recap, in the Midwest, the fourth seed is the Gallagher-Iba Arena for Oklahoma State. Number three is Williams Arena in Minnesota. Number two is Assembly Hall, Indiana. And number one, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Butler. We have now announced half of our field. And unlike CBS, we won't go away for a 10-minute break. We're just going to continue uh, right along. We're going to head to the south region. Number four seed is at Vanderbilt Memorial Gym. The team benches at the end of the courts, a little intriguing to us, the side view of Memorial Gym. I'm sure there's probably some older gyms that were missing, uh, but uh, we decided to head to Nashville. The other reason you want to go to Memorial Gym is simply because it's in Nashville and all the honky-tonks uh, downtown Nashville, well worth the trip for a day or several days. Uh, number three, the Dean Dome at North Carolina, the Dean Smith Center, uh, was built in 1986 and really 
replaces Carmichael Auditorium. I remember in uh, middle school and high school, the, uh, the games at North Carolina at Carmichael with the the scoreboards on the baseline just being the flip scorecards. Uh, that was something I'd like to go take a, a tour of the old Carmichael Auditorium. But again, the, the great atmosphere at North Carolina adds to the experience there at the Dean Dome. The number two seed, which very well could be a number one seed, uh, but it is from Kentucky. Therefore, my bias uh, lends me to to keep it as a number two seed is Rupp Arena, the largest arena designed solely for basketball in the United States, was opened in 1976. And if you're a fan of Kentucky, it's a definite must-see. And I think if you're really any college basketball, the, tra the tradition of the Kentucky program uh, is one that would lead you to, to Rupp Arena. And any arena that will host 23,000 people for a game has to be uh, on your list, your bucket list of going uh, – to college basketball. The number one in the South is Cameron Indoor Arena. Uh, Duke University opened in 1940, holds just over 9,000. I uh, love the uh, students being right on court there with their coordinated cheers and jeers. Um, moving away from appreciating Duke recently with their success, they're becoming the New York Yankees of college basketball, in my opinion. But the arena itself is one that, for me, will be a must-see uh, as I free up some time after my years in education uh, to go and at least see the arena, but hopefully get to a game at some point um, on my list. So to recap, the South Seeds, number four, Memorial Gym, Vanderbilt. Number three, the Dean Smith Center, North Carolina. Number two, Rupp Arena, Kentucky. And number one, Cameron Indoor Arena at Duke. Heading out east, the top two are very, very easy to pick. The the fourth, the third and fourth seeds, we had to do a little bit of a stretch, but but here we go. Number four seed will be Syracuse Carrier Dome, simply because of the vast amounts of people that can go there. And also just to see Jim Beheim attempt to, uh, you know, call something other than his 2-3 zone. Again, a lot of people appreciate uh, the Syracuse basketball, the Carrier Dome being an on-campus dome. Again, we feel there's probably some other stadiums that our listeners might send us out east that we want to see, maybe some older venues. Number three is UConn, the Harry A. Gamble Pavilion on campus. Again, UConn had a, has had a very good run out east, and that stadium gets rocking when they're playing uh, extremely well. The top two are must-sees, uh, and it's hard, again, to pick the difference between the number one and the number two seed, but we, we went ahead. Number two is Madison Square Garden because it is just basketball, period. Pro, college, hosting of tournaments, hosting of big in-season uh, games, the NIT. It is, if you're a basketball fan, you got to get to the garden. I have not yet been to the garden for a game personally, uh, but again, college basketball, thinking of the old Big East games, the six overtime Big East game, I think, between um, Syracuse and UConn. Uh, I probably have that incorrect, but there's just been some epic games, some epic players that have uh, set foot in Madison Square Garden, and, and that's something I just absolutely want to get to. The number one seed, however, the Cathedral of College Basketball, the home of Philadelphia's Big Five, the Palestra in Philadelphia. Uh, my son, the basketball manager at Indiana, was able to um, 
go with an Indiana practice at the Palestra when Indiana was in the Sweet 16 in Philadelphia. Uh, took some pictures. Uh, just an absolute environment with those rivalries in Philadelphia. Recently, we just watched Penn defeat uh, Villanova inside that building. I, I am a um, sweetheart, I guess, or a sucker or whatever you want to call it for the older stadiums and the older traditions. And when the games were played uh, in the past and they'd litter um, with paper on the first score, those are things that I think made college basketball. Recapping the East, uh, the Carrier Dome, number four seed, Harry Gampel Pavilion on at UConn, number three seed, Madison Square Garden, the number two seed, and the Palestra, the number uh, one seed in the East. If you had to ask me, uh, the number one overall seed would probably be the Palestra. The number two seed would be Hinkle. The number three seed overall would be Fog Allen. And the number four seed would be Cameron Indoor Arena. It'd be interesting to see. If we threw out a poll, we might figure that out after Christmas time and let uh, our followers and listeners uh, kind of vote and put it on in a contest of, of who would make your final four out of these selections. So from us to you this Christmas season, if you happen to be traveling, sitting in an airport, uh, driving in the car and wanting some interesting uh, discussion on basketball arenas, we hope that we gave that to you with the, the four. Here, here are a few others that you might think of. Um, some of them are retired. Freedom Hall in Louisville was discussed. Uh, I've been inside that uh, beautiful place to watch basketball. Uh, interesting, Wisconsin's old field house alumni hall for the DePaul, DePaul Blue Demons. Again, uh, a traditional old place. Um, Notre Dame, the ACC, I, I, the, the upset over UCLA ending the 88-game winning streak is a place um, for people to go. I think any place in the in the Big Ten, a Dayton Arena, if you get a chance to go, is a fantastic basketball or arena. I think the Hallman Center, the home of Larry Bird, simply because Larry Bird played there. Tennessee Thompson Bowling Arena, Jenison Fieldhouse uh, would have been a nice place to go, and the Breslin Center up at Michigan State was also talked about. And Delphi Bracketology put together a, a Big Ten ranking of stadiums, so we may publish that a little bit later. So Delphi Bracketology um, wishes you a Merry Christmas. We have a big wish list of things that, that we would like to see for basketball. We just wanted to share with you our uh, Christmas wish list of arenas to go visit. Please contact us at Delphi Brackets on Twitter. Look for our work at www.delphibracketology.com. Please get in contact with us and let us know what you'd like uh, to see on our website. Any questions about how we do the actual bracketing of the NCA teams or even this NCA arena bracketing. So for Delphi Bracketology and this episode of Bracket U, I'm Brian Tonsoni wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. And we'll be back after the break with more NCAA basketball information. Thanks for listening. So long.